Good morning and welcome to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm delighted this morning because I got Gracie back. Hey, Gracie Kirsten. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It is nice to see you. Hey, Eric Gill. I don't think I know Eric Gill. What is Eric Gill's relationship to this production? Hello. Hi, Eric. Hello. What do you now? So, Gracie, what's his what's his relationship to the production? Eric, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and and who and you play and what's to going you, on? Gracie. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so my name is Eric, and I'm part of this production. I'm Anonymous, the lead of this production. That's and why I'm you Eric. are the lead. Say it with your chest. <laughs> I am the lead and I'm very proud of this production and I'm very excited to share our thoughts and our creative process and all of that. Okay, so Gracie, it's lovely to see you. So now you're back in the big director's chair yet again. I am. And so what was it about this particular reimagination of the telling of Homer's Odyssey that spoke to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, this the 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 show that was supposed to be in this time slot was to be supposed to be another device theater piece that me and Sarah would have been doing together, but the devising class there weren't enough people that signed up for it, so we had to come up with something else to direct because whatever we would have come up, whatever piece of art we would have come up with in the devising class, that would have been the play that we would have directed. So okay. now we were stuck trying to find something, um, something else, and um with with short amount of time to try and figure out what it is we were going to do to try and get the rights and make sure everything was all set um so i was sarah and i were reading lots and lots of plays um and uh mike mike skinner uh mm -hmm. who's the head of the department and um someone else too uh dawn monique williams that's who who directed she's another director she recommended um looking at Naomi Suka's Anonymous and I grabbed the play and I started reading it and um by the end I was just like a sobbing mess and I was like oh okay so this is it this is the one <laughs> obviously um but but a deeper reason for me is there's so many times that I feel that I feel and I hear my students say that they just feel helpless as to what's going on in the world right now. I feel so helpless. There's always something going on. You know, there's some war somewhere, some pestilence somewhere, some genocide somewhere going on and they feel at home helpless. Like, I don't know, what what can I do? I'm just home. It's just me, I'm just a student, you know? Um, and what I found out, I think within the last, I think I really honed in within the last few years is that for me, um, the way that I approach my art, and that's whether I'm in the classroom, whether I'm acting, whether I'm directing, is through the lens of social justice um, and realizing that the, what I have to give, my part that I can do is my art and my craft and trying to tell stories. So like I told, you know, like I tell the cast, you know, what we're doing on stage is we are giving the audience a glimpse into the lives of people who you might not know how they lived their life before, you know? So you get this little glimpse of people 
how they are, how they come to be, who they are, the struggles that they have. And what I think that does is, well, I hope that it causes a shift in, in not only in the audience, but also in the performers, performers too. A shift that lets us see, bring humanity more into the light, right? So if we're in the audience and we're watching what's going on, right? And we're getting this little glimpse of humanity and, and, and it's planted in our brains, right? Then maybe, just maybe, we can have that little seed of humanity grow because I feel that that's what we're missing, that that's why there's so much going on because we, we, we're not looking at each other as humans anymore, as mm. human beings, as people. Um, and if we can't look at each other as people, we can't go anywhere from there. So starting at the fundamental of just looking at people and their stories and who they are and, 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 and peaking curiosity about people who are different than you are. Um, and hoping that at the end of the show, which is what I hope for every show that I do, that the conversation continues outside. Mm -hmm. the, the audience is talking whether they liked it whether they didn't like it whatever that they are they are having a conversation that is going to continue outside and hopefully become bigger than 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 the piece so directing this and and understanding that um um did it feel organic and natural to you or did you feel like you had to add a, a larger sense of humanity to it no, it's, it's in there. It speaks to it. It, it. it literally like pours humanity all over the place. Cause we're talking about, you know, we're talking about refugees. Um, and Anand is a refugee and he is looking for his mom. They were separated and he, you know, he has hopes that his mom is still out there, but he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know if she is or not. And it's the, that this is the journey that he's taking. He's taking a journey home. Um, and what that means, what home, a lot of this play is what does home mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, it's a good time to wrestle with what is home, particularly when we watch what's going on in the world mm -hmm. and people being, you know, uh, displaced from, and, and not just Gaza and the Congo, but just all kinds of places where, you know, I mean, environmentally, uh, environmental disruption of, yeah. of where home used to be. And now where do we make home again, you know? Exactly. I, um, while, you know, during the rehearsal process, like late in the rehearsal process, um, I was talking to my mom and we were just, my mom, we were just talking about whatever. And she was like, Hey, do you know that your cousin, I'm from Venezuela for those that don't know. So I'm from Venezuela and, um, my cousin who lives in Venezuela literally ha is here now in texas he's been here for a year we didn't even know as a political refugee um leaving venezuela he was working at um, a physical plant as an electrician um and the the political climate in venezuela is um very yeah and, yeah you know, it's, it's dangerous horrible very dangerous and um he was put in jail for two months um as soon as he got out of jail he um escaped through Colombia and went to Texas. And when he got there, he was like, I am a political refugee, please help. Mm -hmm. um, so like talk about hitting home for me, 
personally. Um, and, and just, just the idea of, of the different things that, that, that establish what home means to people, you know, whether it's food, whether it's smells, whether it's the actual people, the land, the water, um, it's just, this play has me constantly in my head, just really, really, really thinking about what does home mean for me? What does it mean um, for someone who, who is living here as an immigrant? Um, what is home? Mm, that's pretty powerful. Uh, yeah. So Eric, what do you, what do you, what, what part of yourself do you bring to the lead? So when the, when I first read uh, Anonymous, the play, uh, before that, I I, I thought I, will, I wouldn't be able to do that because of my accent, my poor vocabulary, I would say. But when I read the script, I was like, this character has something similar to me. We both want to go to find what's home. We're both missing our family. I'm from the Dominican Republic and my family's not here, they live there. And I think both me and Anon, we're trying to, to find someone or something to be more close to home, to be closer to home. And I think I'm showing that desire to find home in the place. So are you comfortable with it now? Like, do you feel now that you're in the role, <laughs> does it does it feel like all right? I I got this. Yeah, um, this role has helped me a lot in my professional life and school life because it's like okay, if you can do this, you can do a lot of more things. <laughs> and with the help of Gracie and the whole cast, they have been supporting me and give me a lot of. of of compliments about my acting and all of that. And I think I'm feeling comfortable and I think we're gonna rock this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so Gracie, I mean, uh, is it important to have immigrants in this play? For me, it was, if I could, 100%. It was, and, and the thing is, it wasn't like I put out a thing saying, hey, I'm looking for immigrants to show up. It's whoever showed up, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I was just really fortunate that I had uh, people like Eric and there's another woman named Bayan and um, Jennifer. There's a few people who are definitely immigrants not from here that are in the play. I think I wanted to also hear those voices. And, you know, Eric's talking about his poor, poor vocabulary, um, which is, I don't even know what he's talking about. It's not that he has a poor vocabulary. It's just that he has a beautiful, thick accent. Um and, and that that's, you know, he was like worried about the accent getting in the way. And, and Sarah, Sarah and I both were like that we love, we love the accent. And, and especially knowing that, you know, like growing up, not growing up, I should say through my, my educational career, as far as theater goes in, 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 um, in college, I specifically was told that I needed to get rid of my accent, that I wouldn't get work and I, I needed to get rid of my accent. And I had a professor work with me to get rid of my accent. 
because she was wow. like, "You're not, you're not gonna be able to work." Um, and, and I wish, I wish I had my accent still. I, I wish it was still there. Um, it's there when I get emotional about something; it'll come out. But um, <laughs> it'll it'll come flying out. You know what I'm talking about, Eric? It comes flying out. You can't even help it. You know, but but I celebrate all that. Like that, those are the things about you. Like I want you. I don't want you to change who you are. That's what I want. You know, and I think um, a lot of actors who are who have accents or not from here find themselves in that light of you know being worried about my accent or like or the way that they look. Am I too much of whatever the thing is? you know, that I am for, for the, for the part. Um, so I was just happy to, for me, the more differences, the better, because it's just, it makes for better storytelling too, because the more people that are in the audience that can see themselves on stage portrayed in whatever way, the better it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. So when does, when does the play open? I think it opens uh, today. Is it today, tomorrow, yesterday? Tomorrow. Yeah. It opens up tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Um, tomorrow we have a, 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 a student performance in the morning. And we also have some vets coming in um, from the VA. Um, and it will be the first time that um, we have um, an audio. I'm going to be doing an audio description because I, I do audio describing for Yale Rep, Hartford Stage, and hopefully some other places where um, anyone who is visually impaired um, you would come in and you put on headsets and then I would describe important parts of the play that you might miss because you can't see what's going on. I would describe like costumes, all that stuff beforehand. Um, and so because I do provide, because I am trained to be able to do that, Mike asked me if I would do that for, um, the, there are some people who are visually impaired coming from the VA. Um, if I would do that for it, I was like, which is great. I'm happy that we're, I think that we can add this to, I'm hoping all the productions that we do, that we do, um, an audio describe description, um, and just continue to have more accessibility. Um, we also made sure that people on campus, anyone who is visually impaired can come to that specific production. Um, but the night it opens up February 29th at 8 PM. And when does it run to, how long does it run? runs till the third it's uh 29th at eight I'm, I'm literally looking at it because i always mess this up the 29th at eight the march 1st at two and at eight and then march 2nd at two and then march 3rd at two you see why okay. i mess that up all the time i'm like okay. i need to have it on me but you okay. could also go on the website for um Southern's theater department and all the information, ticket buying, everything is on there. Um, I and I just want to also say that mm-hmm. um, Mr. Eric Gill is a very humble person. <laughs> um, he he literally is embodying this character and bodying it. <laughs> like he is just he, the 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 sheer innocence and truth that he brings to the character. It just hits you right in your heart um, of this young man just trying to find his home. And um, I'm just so happy that he walked into our audition room. So happy to, to work with him. So, so Gracie, when you, when you hear a story like the Odyssey, uh, the Homer of the Odyssey, do you, do you like when, when, when we can reimagine a story like that? Cause that story is, 
you know, a gazillion thousand years old. And here we are in 2024 and we're still telling the story. Do you like when we can take our, some cues from that and reimagine that story? 100%. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's not, you know, copy paste as far as the Odyssey goes. There's things, it, it's definitely influenced by the Odyssey. There's things that seem to be you know, hand in hand. And there's other things that we took a little bit of liberties with as far as the translation of the play goes. Um, but, you know, you, the fact that you can't escape your destiny, you know, like you, you, it just is, right? And that's what most Greek plays are. They're like, you can't escape your destiny. You know, like Oedipus, he's like, oh, you know, the eyes getting that's going to happen to me. Oh, if I do this, that, and the other, that won't happen, but it doesn't matter because eventually you'll still get to where it is that you're supposed to be, you know, no matter whether it's positive, negative, whatever way you want to look at it. And I think that, you know, a story like the Odyssey, we're still talking about where's home. We're still talking about people who are refugees and trying, trying to find home, trying to get away, battling, just battling life in general. There's a line that that Eric says in the play, Anand says in the play, and he says, um, "Why does there always have to be a storm? Like, why is it's what? Why does Eric? Can you tell me the line? It's why does it always have to be a storm? Why can it just be a smooth sailing? Yes. And then someone answers him and says, "Don't ask questions. Just get out the way. Kind of like it is what it is." You know, like, I don't know. I don't have the answers as to why things are the way they are. They just are. And we just have to keep moving forward, you know? And, and you know, in the Odyssey, that's exactly what we were saying. We got to keep moving forward. He's got to get to where he needs to get to, you know? And that's the same thing that's happening here in, in modern times. It's like the world is just the same always. You know, it's, it's constantly, you know, like we've had apocalypse happen that have, you know, whether people want to really realize whether it's been an apocalypse or not that different places people have said apocalypse have happened you know um i just think it's just it, it constantly just keeps repeating itself you know it, it's the same lessons that we're constantly being taught that we're constantly being told um and i think that finding different ways to connect with people um specifically in in a simple way as adapting an old piece of of art and bringing it to a newer light and more different understanding because the odyssey is a thick book it is a poem it's a long poem it is long um it is it is long it, there's a lot right so there's a bunch of people who wouldn't have read the odyssey that has a bunch you know all of these wonderful things in it but here's anonymous that seems to be more attainable. The language, the fact that it's more modern, the fact that you really can connect to it more. So it's the same, the story is still being told. It's the same story. It's just different. I love when you flip it like that. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Naomi Izuka just, I, I also was really adamant about trying to find um, <clears throat> a director of color uh, not a director, that's me, <laughs> um, a, a, a writer of color, a play. Um, and, and she has written some amazing stuff um, that I don't know how she wasn't on my radar before. 
Uh, and she writes a lot of stuff specifically for young audiences. Um, this play is 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 written for like high schools and and colleges specifically. Oh, good. Obviously, everybody anybody can do it, but but hitting those targets. Mm-hmm. So tell me, do you do you do you like the directing role or do you like the actor role? Or do you, you don't have to choose anymore. You can be both, but what do you prefer? I realized that I, I, I don't prefer one or the other. I, right now in my world, I really like them equally. Um, there's different things. I mean, I'm an actor's director, you know, like when I'm directing, I, I'm looking at it from the lens of an actor also. Um, and I think when I'm, acting I'm also acting kind of from a point of a director's point of view too so like (laughs) it's 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 both um but I feel like I had you know like I'm really starting to direct more and and I think that I just have like Sarah was telling me I don't have a lot of experience in directing just because I've, I've concentrated more on my acting um but now that i'm going more towards the directing field um where i lack in experience sarah bowles kindly told me that i just have great instincts when it comes to directing um and i and i i would have to agree with that like i just when I watch a play, like I'm literally looking like, oh, this, that, and the other, like my brain is doing all that. When I'm in a play, that's what my brain is doing. Um, and and it's it's a lot of fun watching it from the other side, creating it from that side and, and, and really being involved. It's way, it's obviously way more work from a directorial point of view, just um, for me personally, emotionally, you know, trying to, to, to balance all the personalities and, and make sure people are taken care of at the same time, making sure that the story is being told, um, trying to make sure that there's no harm happening while we're rehearsing, um, whether it's something that's sensitive material, whether it's an intimate scene that we need to rehearse privately and have a private intimacy rehearsal. Um, you know, there's a lot of balls in the air um, and, and, you know, you're the one in charge trying to hold the room. Um, at times there's things that'll, you know, pop off that you're, you absolutely did not expect. And, you know, you hope to make the best decisions. And, and if you don't make the best decisions at the time, um, you humbly apologize for any mistakes that you made, you know, and just, I just try and be as truthful as possible. Um, when I'm in the room, when I'm like, it's, it's almost like I cannot help. I can't help it but just speak truth into the room. And that's that's why I feel that the magic happens. The more truthful you are, the more you, you sink into your soul, bring your soul. Like I said that, I keep saying that now that they know what they're doing, now you know you're blocking. Now what I wanna see is the soul of the character. Really just let go because you know what you're doing. Let go, listen, and just enjoy it enjoy it you're having a have a good time up there because it is fun what you're doing is fun you are telling you're telling a crazy story right now but it's fun you should be having fun it's a play there's a reason why it's called that right we got we get to play on stage we get to be different people right and and entertain this audience but also provide a we're going to entertain you but we're also going to make you think 
that's that's the kind of theater I like to do. We're gonna make you think a little bit. You're gonna think. Um, and I have we have a great dramaturg too that is really trying to um, to do presentation on refugees and um, his father was a refugee from Chile. Also, um, we're trying to you know trying to get in touch with Iris and seeing if they can come to the show too, just to see. Um, we have a panel discussion. I did want to mention we have a community talk back after the show on March 2nd at two o'clock. So after the 2 p.m. show on, on the 2nd, there will be a panel discussion with some um, professors at Southern and I think maybe someone from Iris if we can get them. Mm -hmm. um, and the dramaturg's father who was a refugee from Chile, he's going to be part of the panel too. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always want to include the community you know, because Southern is part of the community and the more we, we, we really reach out, especially in the theater department, I think the better. And, you know, I, I could never think of a better way to reach out than to reach to you, Babs, because, you know, you are, you are the plug. <laughs> You're the plug in the community. Okay, you want to know anybody? It's Babs who you go to. I just love theater. And, and uh, I love theater and I love people who create theater uh, and I think that's, you know, the, the best thing about tapping into our humanity is that we can get a slice of other people's stories. So, so that's why I like theater. So, so Eric, is this, is this experience, are you, are you in the theater department? Are you a theatrical student? Do you want to be an I... actor? You want to be a director? What do you? You want to be Martin Scorsese? What do you want to be? <laughs> you want to be I Ava DuVernay? Who? <laughs> so I am a, uh... Uh, education student. I want. I'm reaching for my bachelor degree in uh, bilingual elementary education. But theater is like a hobby. It's like a dream that I have when I was a kid, and now I'm able to to pursue that dream because of the opportunities that this country has. Uh, in the Dominican Republic, we don't have these that kind of um, programs. So these countries. Uh, helping me to to do what I wanted to do, and I'm really happy about it. So okay. this is my second um, production, I will say. The first one was a musical, so this is my first play. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really big difference between a, a small role in a musical with this big role in this production. It's a play, so I'm really excited about it. Nervous too, but. I think we got this. So, so have you have you enjoyed Gracie's direction? Oh yeah, it's amazing. You have to see her when she had these ideas at the moment. It's like the 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 whole time is frozen, and just it's here like thinking and connecting all these <laughs> ideas. And she helped me a lot to see the point of view of Anna. And I sometimes I didn't. Think I could be able to see things the way I'm seeing seeing these right things right now, mm -hmm. and she helped me to figure it out those things by myself. She is giving me some hints, but at the end, she helped me to to develop this character by, by myself. So I'm really happy about it. Oh, I love that. That's a that's the mark of a good director, Gracie. <laughs> if you can, you know, get 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 the actor to sort of take the hints and. And then discover for themselves what this character is about. I think that that's. I think that that speaks to what it means to be an actor's director. 
right? So like, I, I know what I would like for you to do, right? And I'm going to give you the hint and I want you to figure out because you as an actor, that's what you need to do. Not, not me tell you, this is, put your hand here, do this, do that. That's not like, what are we doing? That's, that's not like, it doesn't make sense. It should be on you, right? Um, I also want to point out that um, the lovely Sarah, who is my, my partner in creativity, um, she has been, she's my uh, associate director. And the main reason is that when we first started, um, uh, you know, figuring out the plan stuff, she had just found out she was pregnant. And so... <laughs> So she is due in like two weeks. So oh. she bowed, she bowed out um, towards the end, which is why she bowed out because before, you know, we were going to both just be in it directing, but she could only be there for a limited time because obviously she was pregnant and what happened. She had to take some time, but she went, she stopped, um, she stopped direct, she stopped directing with us once tech started just because it was time. She's going to come to the play. But um, I just want to be clear that, that without my partner in the room, the show wouldn't be what it is too. Mm. Um, we, the way we work is just, it's symbiotic. It really is like our, we know what our strong points are, you know, like she's really good with making transitions and figuring out what the transition into the next scene is. And I'm really good with like, let's sit down with a text and figuring out what I need you to do acting wise. And so we really just leaned into both of those, um, both of our roles in that way um and, and and worked in the room and i just i'm sad that she wasn't able to finish the process completely with us but i know that she's still there she checks up all the time still you know she sends me little messages while we're in tech you know cheering me on and I, you know i'm sending her videos and pictures and stuff of what's going on uh, and her lovely husband ben is um doing fight choreography for um for the play because there is there is violence in this play this play there's this this there's violence in it um you know anon comes across some people who are good and nice and some people that are not so nice and good mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you know as any other immigrant would come across here in you know coming into america um yes. so i just Sarah is, is, she's just such an amazing artist and such a giving artist and was so, she left, when she left, she left us with like packets, like make sure this is that, you know, like this mom, already being a mom, you know, and taking care of us in that way. Um, and I was like, girl, go off. You got a whole baby you're about to have and I, that I can't wait to see my nephew come. So, um. So just shout shouts out to Sarah and Ben um, and the entire cast and crew actually for just for for making this experience um, it, it's 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 on it's it's on the board for me um, this play is just it, it just hits me it hits me in so many different ways and and I hope that that the audience will also be able to to be receptive to um, the story that we're telling because it's, it's a good one. It's, there's times that it's funny, um, times that there's danger. There's pretty much, there's something for everyone in this play. I'm glad. So something maybe this will spur everyone. you and excite you to produce more, to direct more. 100%. Maybe. Okay. There's, 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 
the only way that I won't be directing more is if people are not giving me an opportunity to. And if, if I'm finding that I'm not getting the opportunities that I want, that I need to try and direct, the next step is you got to make your own. Yeah. Make your own lane. And you know, I mean, you know, because I've seen you in several productions across this city, you know, Collective Consciousness and Elm Shakespeare. And I mean, I've seen Long War. I mean, I've seen you in spaces. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So, well, I want to thank you all for being such good guests this morning. The show opens tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow night at eight o'clock at so, John Lyman Center for the Performing Arts. At and that's such a good space. They, they have free parking. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's free a great parking. space for, for a play. Mm -hmm. I've gone there several times to see hear music and see stuff. So it's a great venue, um, lots of room. So you know, so I want people to go see this play. I'm going to do my best to try to get there be be between now and Sunday. 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 Sunday, yep. Sunday. So thank you, Eric Gill. Good luck. Break a leg. Thank you. <laughs> Gracie, it is always a pleasure. Always and, a pleasure, uh, my friend. We need to catch up and talk a little bit more offline. <laughs> yes, we do. That is a definite. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Michael Skinner, for the coordination of this conversation. I appreciate you greatly. Yes. So. You know. And thank you, Cass. I love you guys. Um, I want you all to break legs and do the thing that you know how to do. Just tell the story. Just tell the story and have fun. Have fun. I can't wait to see it. Thank you, Gracie. Great. Thanks, thank you, Eric. And uh, Harry, play us out. We're on our way out. Thank you for a wonderful Wednesday. I appreciate this conversation. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>